0: Welcome to the Deviant Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Thompson. Today and always, we will explore career advice that breaks the rules. I am so excited for episode two because today we will be exploring success and how to guarantee your success and create an awesome success plan for you. So, what is a success plan? A success plan goes beyond goal setting. Many of us know that goal setting is an important part of being successful. We need to know where we're going so that we can be successful because success is measured on achieving what we want. So we have to have that plan. So goals are super, super important, but they do fall a bit short. Because goals are very optimistic, right? We know what we want. We know that ideal state. And often that optimism that drives us can falter when we hit a problem. So in success planning, we're going to look at both sides of goal setting. So the side where we are optimistic and we look forward, but then also looking at what could go wrong. And that's a little bit of a radical idea because in the beginning, most of us want to stay in that space of being wildly optimistic, but it's only when we can overcome the obstacles that get in our way that we can find true success. So this episode really came about as I was working on what my own success plan was going to be for this podcast, for my business, for my next year. I sat down and said, what is the ideal state that I want my business in six months from now? What's my dream of how my business can run? And what obstacles am I going to have to overcome to get there? So while I'm going to pepper in some of my own personal experience, I'm also going to give you great examples of how you can use it in your life and maybe give you ideas how to overcome the obstacles that could be standing in your way. So for today's episode, I created a worksheet because I really think it's important to be able to make this actionable. So I've created a worksheet that will help you move through this process step by step and give you great ideas of how to overcome your own obstacles. So that worksheet's located in the show notes and definitely go and download that, that worksheet so that you can capture your own ideas on how to overcome these obstacles. So who does an obstacle plan or success plan, and I'm going to use these two words interchangeable because they really are, because you have to overcome the obstacles to gain success. So who does this plan apply to? Well, it absolutely works for individuals. And it's individuals working on all parts of their career, their family, their home life. And it's, it's really, again, about moving yourself forward to hit goals. And I particularly love working on an obstacle success plan in a team environment as well because it brings teams together to understand the components that have to come together to make them successful. So it really works in both settings. And I'll give examples as we go through this of how you would use it in both areas. My husband and I, my husband Alan, and I use this plan often. We we love working on different projects. We love taking on new challenges. And whenever we take on a new challenge and set a new goal for ourselves, we realize that there's going to be obstacles that get in the way. You know, recently we built our own house. Talk about needing an obstacle plan, right? That was a huge project with lots of obstacles. Some of them our own and our own self-limiting beliefs and our own limits that we believed we had on time and some of those obstacles were much more, I would say, other world, you know, out there not beyond our own selves. So it was the problems with contractors and so on. So we had both things to balance, and we built an obstacle plan to overcome it. And I will tell you, it did make things easier. It made it easy that when things got tough, we knew what to do. So just like when we're building our house and our foundation of our home lives, we built an obstacle plan, I believe it's important to build that foundation for your own career and your own success in your organization. So to do that, I'm going to walk through step by step of what it looks like to deal with a success slash obstacle plan. The first and most important thing is to visualize your ideal endpoint. This is a little different than goal setting. So goal setting, we often look at and say, I want to earn $100,000 by next September. Okay, that's one thing. And it is a goal, but it doesn't help you understand the state that you need to be in. So that whole body experience about what things feel like, what they look like, what is ideal. So in creating an obstacle plan, the first thing you need to know is what your end state and your end point needs to be. This will take a little bit of time to figure out because, again, many of us stop at that bucket list item and our goal as opposed to really sitting down and describing in that deeper level, what does it feel like? What, how would you feel if you accomplish this goal? So recently, as I said, I did sit down and look at this and looked at it for my business. And one of the big things I'm working on is building a new program to help people with their jobs and their resumes and get a job that they love. So I'm going to share with you what I wrote as my ideal end state. So I'm putting together an online course. That's the that's the goal. That's the easy thing. But what is that state of being that I want to feel? What do I want to accomplish for myself? and for my court takers. So here's the statement I wrote. It's February 28th of 2020. I have just had a month-long program with 100 enthusiastic job seekers and resume development folks. We had an engaged community, and 90% of the people stayed on task and created a resume and are now actively looking for a role they love. They loved the content, they loved the results, and the community. They can't wait to tell their friends about the progress they've made and how they could also do it. I have collected video testimonies, and people are gushing about the great work that we did together. I feel great. My clients feel great. We are excited to move forward. Okay. That is the statement that I created about how I visualized my success in creating this program. So now I want you to think about for yourself, what is that goal that you have out there that you want to achieve and what would it look like? It might be finding a job that you love and you might say, you know, it's six months from now and I have found a job I can't wait to get up and go to work to every day. I am using my creative abilities. I am interacting with people. I am building relationships. I am making an impact on the world. What are those things that you would want to feel? and really take the time to capture that. If you're an organization, it might be something like, I've launched a new product and I'm impacting people and they're excited to use my product. It's making their life easier. We've sold 100,000 widgets and people are telling their friends all about it. So again, it can be really applicable in many, many different areas. You just really have to capture that ideal endpoint. So at this point, you're probably thinking, well, how deviant is that? You know, we all know goal setting, and we know we all need to get to this end state. Well, folks, now's where the twist comes. Because now that you've got that ideal end state, I want you to sit in it for just a second and think, oh, God, how wonderful is that? And a twist. It's now February 28th of 2020. That was my goal date. And I've failed. I don't have but five people in this program. I haven't. Uh, my, they're not engaged. They don't think the content's good. It is not where I wanted it to be. The question I need to answer at this point is: What would have to have happened for me not to be successful? Yeah, that's a twist, right? Most of us are always so optimistic. Oh, here's all my steps I need to take. I need to get this done by this date. I need to record this video. I need to to have my to-do list going, right? This actually forces you to kind of think about what not to do. What are the things that would hold you back from hitting that ideal state? So for myself, I took the time to sit down and say, okay, what are those things? What are those things that would hold me back, that would keep me limited in my growth? And often in this case, what limits you is not outside factors. And I actually want you to to challenge you to not look outside yourself or your organization to find your obstacles. So I could say, Something like, you know, the economy changed. Well, I can't control that. So that's not an obstacle that, that really has anything to do with me. So I don't want to put that on my obstacle plan. I want to put the things I can control. The stuff that if I do the right actions, I can get around. So when I look at my own plan here and I say, what obstacles could come about that I would have to overcome to hit my ideal state? Well, my first obstacle I defined was the first thing I could do wrong is I could assume I fully understand what other people want and need in their job search. So I could not do the research and I could not do the due diligence that I need to to build a good program. The next thing I could do is I could build a boring program. could make it not interesting. I could find ways to water down the content, make it overly simplified, and make it boring. I could not speak and resonate with the people that I want to help most. That would be an obstacle. I could not establish myself as a thor- an authority. So in that sense, I could do things like not publish podcasts. I could do things like not publish to LinkedIn. Those would be things that would hold me back from being successful. I could, oh, this one's a good one for me. I could kind of assume that my current website... Tells my story fully and not look to update that. And then I could also decide that I'm fearful. I'm worried about what people will think. So that could be one of my obstacles. It could be that I do everything mostly perfect, and then I screw up and I get discouraged. That's actually one of my obstacles as well. I can easily get discouraged if things aren't perfect. I absolutely love... um, Uh, John Acuff writes a book called Finished, and he talks about the day after perfect. And for me, that's always a big one. So I have to watch that you know I've been doing a great job. I'm the type of person who decides I'm going to run a marathon and I run and I stay on my schedule every day for the first 90 days, and then I miss one, and then I'm like, "Oh, screw it, I've missed one. I've screwed up. How do I get back on the horse? And I'll fall off the entire program. So I have to really watch that one for myself. So that I want on my obstacle plan. I have to watch the day after perfect, as John Aoff says it. Other things that I could do are complicating things too much. Oh, and then I can get sucked down the hole of shiny object syndrome. I can get distracted in so many different things that I want to do that that would keep me from being successful. So I'm not going to go into all of the things that are in my obstacle plan, but I think you're getting an idea of what are those things that can get in your way to keep you from being successful. And what I love about talking about these things up front is they're really easy to discuss up front. So even if you're as part of a team and you're talking about the obstacles that can come about, it's kind of a pre-mortem of a task or a accomplishment. So you're trying to figure out what could go wrong up front. And since no one's actually done any of these things, no one's defensive about them. And hopefully they can open up and show a little vulnerability of like, hey, these are the things that I could do that might screw things up. So I need to be really aware of them. You know, if you're working with a team, it might be, you know, I might not follow up on the projects that I need to as quick as, as they need to be followed up on. Or I might, um, Worry about being too perfect and getting the copy out the door. You know, those are the kind of things that can really slow someone down. You know, if you're manufacturing something, it might be that, you know, the quality is not as good as we want it to be. Or in our rush to get things to market, we leave out features that are really, really important. So again, you can have that conversation up front before anybody's made any of these mistakes and you're bringing awareness to what could happen. And I love this because I really believe that awareness is that key so that when you catch yourself kind of sliding into any one of these habits or tasks or functions or attitudes that could possibly hold you back, you're like, uh-oh, this is the one. This is the one that was on the list that I owned and said, hey, I might screw up if I go in this direction. But again, because you're doing it up front, it makes it really easy to talk about and allows you to talk about it with yourself, with others, you know, as a group. It, it really does make a difference. So really getting clear on what those obstacles are that get in your way. Then the second part of that, because once you know what those obstacles are, then here's the success planning part. What are you going to do to overcome those obstacles? I'm a big fan of Hal Elrod. He does the Miracle Morning series, and he does a Miracle Equation. And he often says, who do I have to become to be successful. And that is a little bit of that thought process behind the success planning. What is it that I have to do so that I make sure I'm successful? It might be learning something new. It might be taking a risk. It might be taking partners and reaching out and connecting with other people. So that is a big part of the success side of it. So now that we've defined, right, so, so the first thing we did, if I can go back. First thing we did was we defined our ideal end state. So that dream that we have, that vision of what is possible in the future. Then the second thing we did was come back and say, what obstacles are going to keep me from getting to that future point? And what do I have to watch out for? Now that I know what I have to watch out for, now I have to figure out how to overcome those obstacles. So again, who do I have to become so that I don't have those problems? So once I know what stands in my way, now that I know what the obstacles are, I have to create the plan to overcome those obstacles. So again, going back to my personal example of creating a new course, I'll share my plan. So my plan simply says, I will pause when I see any one of these obstacles happening and step back. I will look at the path of least resistance to move forward. And I will block time and focus on getting things done and trusting myself. I will use appropriate inspiration, but I won't always be out there seeking information. Because again, that for me, one of my biggest obstacles is I will follow shiny objects and I will want to research everything and kind of overdo crazy amounts of work. So those are my some of my biggest. So this plan is very personal to me and the obstacles for myself. If I look at again the example of building our house, you know some of the obstacles that we were worried would get in our way is just the physical time and energy to work on a house and build two businesses that my husband and I are building. So what would be the things that would get in our way? One of them was nutrition. We worked really hard to make sure we ate right and we slept well so that we had the energy. And when we found ourselves staying too late at at the job site or kind of getting up too early in the morning to work on our other projects, we... Actually called each other out on those things and said, Hey, we need to get enough sleep. Because just because we stayed up till midnight tonight doesn't mean that we can go like this forever. We need to have good nourishment. We need to have good sleep. So for everyone, these obstacles can be different. You know, if it's follow-through on working with customers, again, you know, a point that that I find myself like, I get a little lazy on wanting to respond to an email. Well, what is it that I can do to make sure I respond to that email? Well, I can block time on my calendar and really sit down and dedicate the time to responding back to clients and making sure that I'm servicing them. You know, if it's customer service and making sure that you're delivering great product, again, what's the plan in place to make sure you're doing it in absolutely the best way? So that success plan really can mitigate those obstacles that you have. And I just really want to say, you know, you need to, again, focus on the controllable actions that you can do. If you notice, none of what I'm talking about is these macro things, things that are beyond our control. I'm not talking about the economy crashing, right? That could be an obstacle to my Program launching successfully. You know, the economy could crash. We could, you know, unemployment could skyrocket. We could uh, have a, a job growth halt, right? I can't control any of the, those things. And when I move it out of my control, it takes away my power, where when I keep things in my control, I can really make that difference, so again, let's kind of go back through those steps. So the first thing, ideal state, what is it that I want it to feel like and what is it that I want to accomplish? Really visualizing that ideal end point. Step two, what's going to get in my way? What are the things personally, as a team, as an individual that I'm going to do that could screw this up? Just putting it that bluntly. And then the third thing, when I see myself doing those things, because it's not even an if folks, it's usually the, when I see myself doing these things, because I've been that honest in this process. So when I see myself doing the things that I knew I could do, that could keep me from succeeding, how am I going to get around it? What is my plan so that I can mitigate those issues? And kind of the next question I have, and this is, I'd say, even a bonus question on a success plan. And for me, it's been one of the things that has really tilted my success. This question sounds morbid. I'm just throwing it out there. The question is, what suffering am I willing to do to accomplish this? I love this question. And again, I know there's kind of a little bit of a a Debbie Downer with this question. But what I love about this question is it establishes my own limits of what I will do. So if I look at, again, I can go back to this course, I can look at all the excitement I have around it, and I can say, okay, I'm willing to get up at 4 a.m. every day so that I have enough time to work on this new program. Yep, folks, I get up between 4 and 5 every morning, and I love it. I am willing to do that, and I'm willing to suffer. My husband sometimes, he'd like me to be in the bed because I often wake him up too on the way out the door. But I promise you, I am willing to do this. That's good suffering. I can do that. And I know it's temporary. I'm going to get this done, and then I might go back to sleep until 6 o'clock in the morning. But I'm willing to do that suffering. I am willing to put myself out there and produce a podcast like this. So I'm willing to do that suffering. I'm willing to ask others for help and gain knowledge from others so that I can uh, learn what I need to do. I'm willing to pay for courses that I need to take so that I can be better. So I'm willing to do all of those things. But then what am I not willing to do either? Well, I'm not willing to work so hard that I give up my family life and that they feel ne- neglected. I'm not willing to work so hard that I don't go on vacation. I'm not willing to work so hard that I don't enjoy a glass of wine with my husband at the end of the day. So I have real limits on what suffering I'm willing to do. And what's really nice is when you've predetermined what suffering you're willing to do, you know your lines. So It takes away some of the questions that you have in your minds or the decisions you have to make. I'm a big believer in decision fatigue. I think if we have to make too many decisions in the day that we get exhausted. And I don't want to waste my time and energy making decisions every day over those small things. I want to know what my limits are up front. So at the end of the day, when it gets to be five o'clock, I don't have to decide, do I want to work longer than this? I've already decided that I'm going to go hang out with my family and I'm going to make sure I put the time into them. I don't have to decide if I'm going to invest in a course to make sure I learn the knowledge that I need to do. I've already decided that that's something I'm willing to do. So I've made those decisions so it makes it easier along the way and it allows me to focus on the content, the hard things that I really want to do. So I want to offer that kind of up as that bonus question of what suffering are you willing to do to achieve that goal that you want? You know, if you're someone out there looking for a job, it might be again that I'm willing to get up at five o'clock in the morning before I go to my regular job and look at the job boards. And I'm going to look at five job boards every morning. and I'm going to spend one hour looking at those job boards. I'm not going to let it consume me, right? That's, More than one hour is out of my scope of what I can deal with. So that's suffering I'm not willing to do. But every morning I'm willing to do one hour of research on what jobs are out there. Or I'm willing to show up at two networking events a week. Only two. That's all I'm willing to do. I'm going to show up at two networking events every week so that I can move forward and get the job that I want. So how does that feel? How does it feel to set these boundaries for yourself and know what obstacles are coming down the pipeline that you might need to get around. I hope it feels liberating. For me, it absolutely liberates me because I have a plan in place to get around these obstacles. I know what's coming and I know where I'm going to have the challenges and I know when I'm going to need to step up and get things done. It has fueled me to do things I never thought I would do because I took the time to sit down and realize, hey, here's where I'm limited. If I'm limited here, I need to learn, I need to grow, I need to become the person that I need to be to achieve these goals. Well, I have been so excited to share all of this with you today. I want to remind you that in the show notes, there is a great worksheet that will help you walk through all of the questions that I've asked today and give you an outline. And I'll give you an example of a filled out obstacle plan. I'll use my example of working on my podcast and my courses that I have coming up so that you can see what are... What does a real obstacle plan look like? And I really challenge you to look at this both in your personal life, your professional life, if you're in an organization, in the projects that your team is working on. Because this look, again, it's a little bit of a twist than the traditional goal setting. It really helps mitigate the issues before they come up. It empowers people to make decisions. And it allows you to get things done much faster. Because again, when the obstacle comes up, you're like, oh, I got this. I knew this obstacle was coming and I got a plan in place for it. So let's just plow on right through it as opposed to feigning surprise. Oh, I didn't know this was coming down the pipeline. Huh? What are we going to do now? So it really allows you to streamline, get things done and do some amazing stuff. As always, I'm thrilled to share it career advice that breaks the rules. If you love this episode and you want more, please take the time to go to iTunes and write us a review and share with others what you think and if you've learned some great tidbits. Also, join us in our Facebook group to talk about what are you doing to be really successful with your career and what's your success plan. Love to hear what you're doing. Love to hear how you can use this great advice to build your business, build your career, and build your personal life. Thanks so much, and I look forward to our very next episode.